What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Think and Grow show with Brad Parnell, formerly Online Marketing Simplified. I'm here with a special guest, Chrysler Bailey. Hey, Chrysler, how are you today? Hey, Brad, I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for being on with us today. Sure. Thanks for having me. So I've known Chrysler probably for what little over a year now. We've been in some running in some similar networks and groups, and she is focused on just being a, an amazing uh, health coach. So she's an executive function coach and certified health coach. So I thought it would be awesome to have her on the show, and she can tell us a little bit about just like what's going on in the in the world of health and how we can be better better humans, be better people. Um, so I'll turn it over to you, Chrysler. Teach us some some good, healthy things. <laughs> um, well, thanks again for having me. I appreciate the time. Um, yeah, so hi, everyone. Um, I am uh, an executive function coach, as Brad said, um, and I am a functional medicine certified health coach, which basically means that I work with people on modifiable lifestyle factors. So um, everybody wants to know what's your program. And for me, I really focus on the individual and not, um, kind of setting up a cookie cutter, uh, program for everybody to follow because you have a different background and different experiences. Um, you have a different level of knowledge. And so I really try to focus on you as the individual and coach you from where you're at right now uh, to where you want to be. That's awesome. So, so I'm curious. Most of the stuff are are you still a professor right now as well? Or are you still teaching at university? Yeah, yeah. So I do teach part time. Um, I have been a professor for over 20 years, and that yeah. is one of the big reasons why I love coaching young people. Um, I have seen man, countless numbers of students come through who just really struggle with a lot of different uh, issues, whether that is time management, you know, advocating for themselves, uh, communication, um, certainly, you know, the health aspect as well. We have normalized the freshman 15. That is not normal. Um, and so, you know, just really, I really love that, that age group. I just think they're a complete and total hot mess and I love working with them. Um, it's just, it's just really fun to see them learn and grow. So I'm, I'm curious, Chrysler, what, what got you into this journey of health? I mean, the fact that you're, you're teaching on it, you're a coach, what led you into this in your life? So about seven and a half years ago, I had started um, working with a supplement company. They really try to focus on gut health and um, using supplements to improve overall health. And, you know, I started taking supplements and just learning about that myself. And, um, you know, my husband was doing it with me and we just started to see some really cool changes. But I always knew there was more than just supplements. And so I, you know, I'm very curious. I love to learn. And so I just started asking more questions, seeking out um, experts in the field, started following people on social media, 
um, and things like that, listening to podcasts, reading, and it just lit a fire um, in me. Um, you know, years ago when I was starting college, I had originally planned to go into the medicine route, but um, decided against that um, for a variety of reasons, but kind of always had the health thing somehow in the back of my mind. And so when I started this journey seven and a half years ago, it really kind of sparked, okay, this is what I guess I was wanting to do or maybe thinking about years ago. But um, yeah, so um, I eventually connected with a functional medicine doctor that works uh, out of Arkansas. And she mentioned how she uses health coaches in her medical practice. And at that time, I hadn't really heard of anything like that. So I asked questions as I, as I do. And uh, she told me about um, some coaching programs and, you know, why she uses coaches and how she uses them. And I thought, you know, this is, this is my next step. You know, this is, this is where I transitioned from teaching and being the expert to coaching and really mentoring and walking alongside people in their journey. That's interesting. So tell me what you believe the difference is when you're um, doing coaching versus maybe just the, the training or teaching from up in front of students. What have, what have you seen as the biggest difference between those two? Well, when you are the expert, you are just giving the information. So, you know, medical doctors, they're the expert. When you go into their office, you sit down, you tell them all your symptoms and they say, this is what you have, right? Or when you're a teacher, you have all the biology knowledge, the sociology knowledge, the psych knowledge, whatever it is. You go into a classroom, you, you disseminate the information, right? And then it's up to that person to receive it and do what they will with that information. But when you are a coach, it's more of a collaboration. It's more of a partnership. I spend more time asking questions of my clients than I do telling them what to do. So people always come to me and they're like, well, tell me what to eat. You know, tell me what exercises to do. Tell me what, you know, and I'm like, hold up, I'm not your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do. Let's have a conversation. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about your life. I want to hear about your background. I want to hear about the things that excite you. I want to hear about the things that you struggle with. And the more we have that conversation, that back and forth, then sometimes I don't even have to say anything. They start talking and they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> good. So it's a lot of self-realization, giving people the space to process things out loud and sometimes kind of teach themselves with, with you kind of as the, the framework of the guide of helping them kind of along that process or even giving them the freedom to probably like learn, learn some of those decisions and realize they have the capacity to make good decisions and they probably know a lot of what they should and shouldn't do <laughs> if they just have the space yeah. to process it out. Yeah, absolutely. I just had a client. Um, she was, you know, she's telling me about the foods that she eats and different things. And I asked her um, because she she was telling me she struggled with portions and she eats and eats and eats and she doesn't really she doesn't have the ability to stop herself. 
And so, you know, I asked her, has there ever really been a time where you have, you know, been able to eat something and felt satisfied? Um, you know, or what types of foods fill you up where you feel satisfied? And she answered my question, but not the, well, let me, let me rephrase that. She responded, but she didn't answer the question I asked her. And so I asked her again, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. What foods do you eat, you know, that really feel satisfying to you? Has, has there been a time? And um, she said, you know, I'm not ignoring your question, but honestly, I don't know. Wow. And I said, you know what? That's fair. That's great that you have voiced that that hasn't been something you've ever thought about. And then she said, you know, I wonder if I use bread as the food to kind of satisfy me, to fill me up in, you know, while I'm eating. And I said, that's, that's a really interesting thought, you know, perhaps take some time to think it on, think on it, mull it over. Um, so that's where we're at right now. You know, I'm giving her some space to really process that. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you are you finding any, I'm just curious for that question amongst the people you're working with, is, is bread one of the common denominators of the types of food that people use to feel satiated or, or feel full? You know, it is one um, of the common foods. But I think, um, you know, sugary foods are pretty common as well. Um, you know, people will not just, and it's not just desserts, but it's, it's sugary foods. And so um, whether that is, you know, natural sugars or whether that is high fructose corn syrup, you know, type sweetener, um, but it's that, that carb, that, that sweetener, that a lot of people will use um, or will eat a lot of, and they don't really understand that that's not satisfying their hunger. Um, and so it's a shift in thinking to recognize that and then to think, okay, what can I eat that will satisfy me? Um, and the other thing I think sometimes people struggle with is they think I'm gonna tell them, don't eat this, don't eat this. You know, I'm going to be like the mean person. I'm like, again, I'm not your mom. Like if you have a cookie, I'm not coming to your house and slapping it out of your hand. That's not how this works. You know, yeah. I'm working with you to give you the tools that if you know bread is one of those, um, those foods that you can make the decision of how am I going to you know, eat a small amount or maybe change what I'm eating in order to be able to have some bread, but not overdo it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you're going to probably hate this next question because it's going to be a little bit of a generality <laughs> um, because I know, I know what you do is so personalized and everyone is different, but are there any like diet myths that you want to bust or things that we've been conditioned to believe that you feel um, are just not true or not healthy or, or not good? Oh man. Yes. There's, there's several. Um, I think one thing is that 
um, you know, when people talk about uh, blood sugar imbalance, their mind immediately goes to diabetes. And, you know, there's a lot of people, millions upon millions of people in the U.S. that um, are metabolically unhealthy. And that does not always manifest itself in diabetes. Sometimes it's high blood pressure. Sometimes it's, you know, um, dealing with anxiety. Um, there's a there's a lot of reasons or a lot of manifestations of metabolic dysfunction. Um, and so um, I think that's that's a big one. You know, people will say, well, I got to cut the salt because they have high blood pressure. OK, well, you know, the sodium intake may be high because you're eating more processed food. So is it the salt? Not necessarily. It's the processed food or the ultra processed food um, that's really, you know, kind of messing up your metabolism and, you know, making you metabolically unhealthy. That's then leading to the high blood pressure and so forth. So I think that's a really big one is this idea of, you know, blood sugar imbalance and metabolic dysfunction. It hasn't really been played out very well um, where people can truly understand. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, and, and you can completely shut this down because you are the <laughs> expert here and I'm, I'm just coming in with things that I've heard that I think our listeners might be kind of on the same, maybe on the same level as, as me or more advanced, but like, you know, we've got like keto and paleo and uh, carnivore, and I've just heard the flexitarian and the Mediterranean. <laughs> Do you believe that um, it really depends on the person's goal and the person's um, I guess, lifestyle, all those components to make educated decisions on which of those to follow? Or are there any myths about, I mean, because some people are like, keto is great. And other people are like, keto is the devil and don't do it. <laughs> so I'm just curious, where do you stand on some of those um, extreme diets? Yeah. So um, first of all, one of the things that people need to realize is that if they are quote unquote dieting, that that is doing more harm than good um, in the long term. They might be, you know, restricting their meals or um, maybe even they're eating a whole lot of meals, you know, like a lot of small meals throughout the day and not giving their body the time to rest and digest. So that can be that can be detrimental. But in terms of a particular diet or eating plan, it is individualized. There are a lot of people who will benefit from eating keto. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe benefit from carnivore. My question when people say, well, I need to be vegan or, you know, I want to be a vegetarian. My question is always why? Mm. You know, why, why is this the eating style that you're choosing? Um, I had a gentleman yesterday who um, I just started working with him brand new. So we're in the beginning stages of conversation, but he kept saying, you know, I, I need to do the vegan thing. I, I, you know, I need to do the meat substitutes and, you know, and I, and I kept asking him, well, why is that? Why is that what you're choosing? And he didn't really have a reason beyond he had watched a documentary 
And that's what he had taken away from the documentary was that that's the way he needed to eat. Wow. And, you know, I, yeah, you know, I was just like, okay, you know, and so, like I said, brand new client. So we're at the very beginning stages of conversation, but, you know, it really goes to show how much people just watch one thing you know, um, and take away, oh, I have to eat this way. And it's like, no, you don't like you need to eat the way that's going to fill your body. That's going to fuel you. That's going to satiate you. That's going to keep you healthy in the long run. Yeah, that's good. I I like that answer. Um, so sorry, hold on. So what would you say, um, what would be some good daily practices or routines that you'd recommend to enhance the executive function and overall health for people? Well, you know, one of the things I think people don't realize is how much processing it takes in their brain to manage their daily lives. Um, You know, we are constantly making decisions, whether it's what time to get up, um, you know, how to respond to an email or a text message, um, you know, how to decide, you know, when I leave the house for work. I mean, we are constantly making decisions. And so we, this might be an odd response, but one of the things I think we need to um, really focus on is rest. So I, I try to work rest into my day. Um, and that could look different for different people. Maybe rest is using a calming app or doing some breath work, um, throughout the day, or just walking outside and sitting on a lawn in a lawn chair in the sun. Like, what are you going to do for rest? Because you need to give your body some downtime Mm -hmm. because you are constantly making decisions. Like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I, you know, all these different things. Um, But I think just some other very basic things that people can do are get sunshine, get into the sun. The earlier in the day, the better. Start your day with natural light. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you work in an office, take five minutes, walk outside, stand on the curb, get some sunlight, right? That's Um, good. I mean, it's basic, it's free. You don't need a prescription and you don't need a ton of it. Start with five minutes, move to 10 minutes, you know, those types of things. Um, Eat as many whole foods as you can. Sometimes it can be more difficult, you know, if you're not sure how to budget appropriately or how to shop, that's where a coach can come in to help you with those things. Um, Take a walk. Again, clear your head, move your body, right? And if you want to maximize it, take a walk within 30 minutes after your breakfast, lunch, or dinner, right? Now you're maximizing your day. You're maximizing that movement. You're maximizing rest and digest because you're doing it within that 30-minute window, you know? And all you need is 10 or 15 minutes. can make a world of difference for you. So those are just a few basic things you can do. That's good. I love the idea of starting small too. You know, if it's just getting out in the sunshine and taking a walk, there's no excuses why you can't do that. Um, yeah. So, 
So what would you recommend? And this might be the same answer, but in, so in today's fast paced world, what advice do you have for maintaining a healthy balance between work, personal life and health? Oh gosh. I would say one thing is, um, don't feel guilty about saying no, allow yourself the opportunity to say no. Um, and that could be you're say, even saying no to quote unquote good things, right? Um, last year, 2023, man, it was a rough year for me. And I found myself having to step away from some things that I loved. They were good and beautiful things, but I had to say no. I had to stop volunteering for an organization that I absolutely love. I'm back now with them, but I had to take a few months off because I just could not give what I wanted to give to them and to myself and to my family. It just wasn't going to happen. So I stepped away. Um, so I think that that's really important. And then I, I just come back to rest. You work hard. It's okay to rest as well. Rest well. So whether that be, and I'm not talking about sleep because that's a whole separate category. I'm talking about rest. So what does that look like for you? Is it reading a book that you enjoy? Is it watching a funny movie? Um, is it, again, sitting outside in a lawn chair, right? In the sunshine. What do you do that's going to fill your cup and then allow for you to continue to work and get 100% again. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that answer. So let me ask you this kind of final or a couple more questions here. Um, how can someone assess their own executive function skills and identify areas for improvement? So how, how do people kind of become aware of like, Hey, this is not working as it should be, or I definitely need help in this area. What are some of the, maybe the symptoms or signs to look for where they realize I might need some help in these areas. You know, it could be, it really depends on what stage of life you're in. But if you find yourself, um, you know, trying to make decisions, but you really struggle about what to eat or, you know, if you're going to say yes or no to hang out with a friend or what you're going to wear, if those things plague you, then it's, it's time to kind of voice that and seek, seek out some help. Um, if you struggle with managing your time, if you don't have, if you can't set up some sort of routine for yourself, it doesn't have to be very structured. Some people are super structured. Some people are very spontaneous. But if you struggle with being on time, you know, completing tasks, um, you know, one of the things I find with my students is, they kind of get paralyzed when they get an assignment mm. or they have to study for a test and they don't recognize that that is that they're struggling with, with something, right? They, they get an assignment and they're like, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And they just ask you 511,000 questions. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've given you as many um, tips and tricks and instructions as I can you've got to start. Um, and so 
you know, using the resources available. If you're if you're a college student, there are um, writing centers on your campus that are available, right? There's professionals that will sit down and just brainstorm with you. You don't even have to take a whole paper to them. They can just kind of throw around some ideas and help get you started. So, um, you know, if those are the types of things that you're finding you struggle with, seek some help. Voice that you're struggling in those areas and find out what resources are available to you. That's good. So, Crystal, what final piece of advice do you have for our listeners who want to start improving their executive function and health today? What could, what other things could they start to do? Say, start simple. You know, um, in health, there are, like I said, uh, uh, modifiable lifestyle factors. So nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, relationships, you know, um, but you don't have to do everything all at once. Um, so choose one area. If you want to start with nutrition, great. What's one thing that you can do starting today, starting tomorrow, where you can incorporate something beneficial? So is it, okay, I'm going to try one new vegetable a week. Great. Start there. Or if it's movement, and you don't really do a whole lot, you know, you're, you're afraid to lift too heavy because you don't want to hurt yourself, start with five pounds, right? Um, you know, there's, there's places that you can start that are very simple. Um, and, and again, there's help available. You don't have to do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. There are health coaches um, out there. There are nutritionists. There's personal trainers. There's all kinds of people that are available, find the one that works for you. If they don't work, if they don't work well, find somebody else. It's not a bad thing to go shopping, right? When you go buy a pair of jeans, you don't pick jeans and just buy them because they're there and they're, you know, 30 bucks. You might go to another pair and to another store and try these on. And if it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, then that might not be the person for you. Yeah. I mean, if I don't coach everybody that asks me, mm. yeah. we just don't be all a good fit. fit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I love it. Well, um, thanks so much, Crystal, for, for being on the show today and guys listening, realize how important this stuff is too. like, I, if, if you are ever doing like a diet just for the sake of like a quick hit, quick win, like there's a time and a place for that, I guess. But I think what Crystal's really doing is helping to impact full lifestyle changes that can help you live longer and feel better and enjoy the time we have on this earth, <laughs> um, which, which I think is awesome. So Chrysler, if people are listening to this and maybe they realize either one, they just want to maybe follow you to get some more tips or two, they want to have a conversation with you, maybe kind of explore what is it like to have um, a coach like yourself to help them with their executive function and just their overall health, where can they go to follow you? Uh, so I actually have uh, two Instagram pages. I know I'm extra. Um, <laughs> so you can follow me um, either at Coach Chrysler. Um, and I that on that uh, Instagram, I, I post a lot of my health, uh, help and, and tips and resources. And then if you are um, a parent of a 
uh, adolescent or young adult that's transitioning into college or uh, in college, um, or or that's you and you want to have extra help, uh, my Instagram for that is Professor Chrysler. Um, and my name is spelled K-R-I-S-L-E-R. So um, yeah, so Professor Chrysler, I always have uh, tips and tricks for college students or those who are prepping for college um, on that. Um, and if you want to just reach out and ask questions, you can always contact me at coachchrysler at gmail.com. Um, and I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, hit up, hit up Chrysler if you need help. She's very easy to talk to and very knowledgeable, like you can see here on the, on the show. And um, if if nothing else, start taking some of those actions. Get outside, get sunlight, take a walk, drink more water, <laughs> start lifting light. You don't have to go and, you know, do all the crazy things right off the bat. But I think those are some great mm -hmm. tips. So, Crystal, thank you so much for spending time with us today, sharing some of your insights and wisdom um, on this journey that we're all on just to be better every day. So thank you for being on the show. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been an episode of the Think and Grow Show, formerly Online Marketing Simplified. I'm your host, Brad Parnell. Today's guest, Chrysler Bailey, uh, shared with us some great um, executive functions uh, tips and health tips. So we will catch you guys all next time. Thanks for joining us.